Hello, you are listening to Revolution Cry Radio. This is the final episode of Season 2. It has been an exhilarating, fun, encouraging, and uplifting time. Great conversations with awesome people, trying out new things and getting out of our comfort zone. I cannot forget thought-provoking devotionals, and of course, music to inspire and praise. As always, thank you so much for listening. Enjoy the show, and God bless you. Welcome to Revolution Cry Radio with Felix and Ish. I'm Felix. And I'm Ish. And we are very, very, very excited and happy to be here with you on episode number 50. Wow. 50. We made it. We made it. 50. 50. Half a hundred. Half a century. That's crazy. Uh, that's right. We've done that many shows. We have. I feel old. <laughs> <laughs> But before we get into our conversation, I wanted to share from Isaiah chapter 40, verses 28 through 31. And it says, have you not known, have you not heard, the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint and to him who has no might he increases strength. Even youth shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Powerful scripture, dear brother. It does remind us that the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords is lifting us up. He is sovereign. He rules the world with compassion. And I believe that he's in full control when we recognize the reality that he is sovereign over all. We have nothing to worry about. We remain blessed and we stay in the lane of faith, hope, and love. And that keeps us strong. I love it. Amen. He's the one who watches over us, takes care of us, and gives us things that... Uh we might think it's not possible. He will make it happen. And I love the symbolism of the eagle. You know, I kind of did some research on the eagle. Eagles have supervision. They, they see miles and miles ahead. They do. And what I love about that is they don't linger in the present. They don't have myopic vision. They see what's ahead and they know what's coming is good. Knowing what's ahead and knowing the trajectory helps us realize that the temporary things that we face today... They, they will pass. They, they never linger. But the goodness of God always wins because love wins. And Jesus said at the cross, it is finished. And I'm glad that he said that. And we need to keep reminding ourselves that, yes, it is done. He did what needed to be done. And there's not much that we can do about it, thankfully. <laughs> thankfully, indeed. You know, uh, this reminds us, and like what I always say, Jesus is king. 
Jesus, I long for you here in your presence, offering my heart to you. Jesus, you are, you are amazing. All of my heart sings of your praises. All that I am is yours. My will belongs to you. Oh, Jesus. cry radio with felix and ish and i don't know about you dear brother but i'm still supercharged me too it was lots of fun very very exhilarating 
and uh, well, we're gonna get into it in in just well, just let's a tell minute. the audience. Yeah, that right. Was, so here's what happened. So we're back, but we just came back from indoor skydiving. I fly in Orlando, right in the middle of International Drive, and it was. It was amazing. And, you know, the story behind this, we, we were supposed to do the real thing. Yes. Uh, the weather called us out this past weekend. And yes. we have deadlines. We needed episode 50 for this coming um, weekend. So we decided to go ahead and do indoor skydiving, which, in my opinion, it just gives us something to do for season three. What do you think? It was lots of fun. And uh, I'm not, I'm not, uh, yeah, I will try it again. I will try it again. It was fun. It was fun. And we'll discuss our experience. So uh, why don't we tease it a little bit? So we actually did some recording before we did it. We, we were able to um, get our thoughts before the flight, so to speak. So um, let's take a listen. That's right. Let's take a listen. Revolution Cry Radio with Felix and Ish. What up, Felix? How's it going? Oh, I'm ready. I'm ready, excited, a little bummed about uh, what we were initially, originally planning, but very much looking forward to what we're doing today. Well, we, we can plan that for season three. Who knows? Why not? Of course. <laughs> so we are here at iFly. In Orlando. I fly in Orlando, Florida, and we are going to go indoor skydiving. That's right. We're going to fly like an eagle or float like an eagle. Uh, float, fly. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to look that up. But uh, So it should be an interesting time, and we'll be discussing our experience. That's right. We'll get back with you. All right. It's time to fly. See you later. <laughs> Ruby Mars on the track. Thank you, Joe, for the shot. I appreciate the thought. Nobody saw it coming when I see a kid who can draw and do some edits on the spot. I want to be at the top, but I can't be God. All I need is all I got. He is all that I got. I rhyme God with God. Okay, hi. Let me introduce myself. I came a long way up in the gutter. Psych, I don't even know what that means. I don't even do a whole lot of bowling. I come from a white neighborhood where a couple people came with a boat. Yeah, but they don't change how a lot of people came from a boat. Oh, no. Yeah, I am hotter than the fourth season of the flash. I am on the road. Clothes pretty easy to be noticed like a pigeon while you're playing Pokemon Go. Pennywise couldn't count up the amount of times people told me I was a joke. I am not a slave to the haters. Now, man, I don't do what I'm told. Wow, that was pretty dark. Got a lot of people have a pretty part. Didn't add them like Come up from the dark So a baptism gives you waterworks A lot of people say they know a verse Then they come and act like they a different person Not a church But not knowing any at all Can make you a bigger nerd I am unnecessary That is what you call a commentary High school wasn't getting there They was tasting me like it was Tom and Jerry It's harder when you get a college year Independence is the contrary You start thinking about your past fears But it's who you are and not what you carry out Tell me what you're thinking that I know about it People wanna tell me that I don't know how to work around it Then I gotta show them that I'm better than they ever thought it Why they gotta give me such a hard time dreaming on it I don't even have a lot of money to be so low But I know we need it so that I can get my own home Have a couple kids come home from a school zone Then I get mad when they get another phone call yeah, Wait a minute, I've been out of season I've been busy trying to make a living Forrest Nettie is the name I'm rapping YouTube been the same reference You don't even need another rapper XXL got a freshman Man, I only need 30 seconds for the competition No condition, no revision, no retention All attention, no recollection, no prevention, no Intervention, I give his, he gives mine. How can I find the right, the way to drive, the bend my lane to pave the way to better grace, to better face, a greater face, and a better place with no more race, no more hatred, no more faking, no more saying. I've been underestimated, yep. people saying that I'll never make it. Uh. Said I wasn't cut out for, but I ran for and never hesitated. I remember. 
remember getting kicked on stage Didn't even wanna show my face Now they are screaming out my name I'm just joking, you should know I'm playing Lots of free shows, I know my time is coming I was summoned, started drumming All these trials overcoming Took some L's, they all lessons Almost missed out on my blessing Devil thought he had possession Older with the interception Ooh. Haters talking, I just hear the silence And it's safe to say that y'all keep talking But y'all still behind us This that blood drive, no red cross Sacrificing, I'm indebted to it Pay the price like a debit due And I owe it back like a credit view That blood, come get the transfusion Look at my life, I put it up all in the music All about trust, but you're booming I got that ghost with that fire and it's all consuming Over here, this how we cooling This is the movement, the music is me and my team Light of the world, you can say that we beam We are all out here just chasing our dreams Grateful Man, I'm thankful for the network yeah. You can change the world Even though you got no net worth Residing in this world But I never coincide Just abide Cause one day He'll be back down for his bride Yeah Hey. <laughs> Alright, we're back with Revolution Cry Radio We're all checked in All weighed in um, ready to take flight, dear brother? Ready. Ready as i ever been ready. Okay, so, you know, I had Felix, like, buy this activity. He, he just informed me that we, we bought the highest one. Right, right, the, the high jump. That's what I saw on it. The I'm high like, jump. Yes, so looking forward to that. See how fly we can soar. Oh, how high we can fly. <laughs> That's right. How high we can fly. How there fly you. is that? <laughs> But yes, uh, they'll give us a call probably soon, and uh, we'll get ready, suit up, and uh, have fun. Yeah, you, you, know, the, you know, the weather kept us from doing the real thing, but I think it just adds drama to the weight. Okay. Uh, but, but this looks very impressive. You know, we took some photos here, but this, this, this place is high tech. It does. I mean, it gives the vibe that uh, you are going to be skydiving, actually. So, mm -hmm. yes, it yeah. looks exciting. Looks very exciting. You know, my son, Edu, and I, we did something similar in Vegas uh, about a month ago. Um, but this one looks very nice, you know, so very uh, high-tech advanced. So way to go, Orlando. That's right. Let's have fun. All right. Thumbs up to iFly. So we're, I think we're about getting ready to get our, our training and um, get our equipment. So um, we'll uh, check back on you and tell you how this goes. All right? Revolution Cry family. See you later. Hasta la vista. <laughs> Baby.
are back. Back wow. from the flights of, uh, I don't know, um, The Flight of the Navigator. <laughs> <laughs> Good movie. Yes. You got to listen a little bit what uh, we were doing prior to the indoor skydiving. Yeah, we, we lost our phone, though. So, you know, so in other words, um, with the education and with the flight, we, we no longer had access to our phone, so we couldn't record our thoughts yes. anymore. But we'll, we'll, we'll go back and kind of let you guys know what we experienced. Of course, the reason for us not having phone or anything else is well, you don't want loose items when there's a humongous fan right under you, right? Blowing. Oh, and, and bro, you know, I think that's the first time I actually removed my um, my wedding ring in a long time. Imagine because that. It, it's in in Vegas when I did the indoor skydiving, I I kept it. Like I still I still wore it. Like you know, they let me. I think we were wearing gloves in that one. Ah, uh, and this one we didn't wear gloves. No, no, but, no gloves. But yes, uh, yeah, it felt weird without my wedding ring. Yeah. <laughs> But yes, no loose items. That's what they were being very cautious about, making sure that nothing uh, was going to fly off or, or hurt uh, yourself or the instructor, which, by the way, her name was Sarah. She was so patient excellent. and very, very uh, clear on the instructions and very helpful that we could understand what to expect from the skydiving. So I'm very thankful for her. She and and shout cool. out to Sarah. You know, she, we, she knows we were going to do this podcast. So shout out Sarah. Uh, and she made it fun. I thought she was a, a, a comedian. <laughs> she was very funny. Yes, she was. And you want to talk about your observations? What stood out to you the most? Well, it's not as easy as it looks. Yes, definitely. And it it you know I've done it before, and even this being my second time, and I guess this would make it because I did three flights in Vegas, and then we did four today. Mm-hmm. Even after doing it seven times, I'm still get a little uncertain. <laughs> um, you know, because it is the way you shape your body, and like a starfish. Yes. Um, and the the legs have to be extended and straight. Yes. And depending on how you move your arms, whether your hands are close or far, it determines whether you move back or forward. Now, I'm, I don't want to confuse the audience. Let's just say that you have to be symmetric, right, in, in order to get your balance. Of course, yes. once you're an expert, you can kind of do all those twirls and beautiful things that, that you know, Sarah did, right? Like yes. only she could not, not do that. But what I love about it is uh, the importance of shape, the importance of symmetry, mm-hmm. the importance of balance, Once you know that, then you can kind of go all out and be more creative. But without the knowledge of first knowing the balance, it's really hard to keep yourself. Like we saw some of our cohorts. Yes. They were like falling apart. <laughs> yes. It was quite a struggle for, yeah. some, for some of us. A term that came to mind while we were doing this from back from my days. I don't know if I ever mentioned it before on the show. A long time ago, I was an air traffic uh, controller. And there was a phrase that we used a lot, situational awareness. Mm. That, and that came to my mind while we were doing this, that you had to be aware of how your body was positioned at any given time while you're in there in order to control how you move about. I think that clicked on me up until the last, of course, <laughs> flight. But it was amazing to see even in those three little you know, short flights, mm how you're trying really hard to understand how your body's working. And it felt really cool at the end, right? When I was able to control my movement, like do circles, uh, move to the left and move to the right by simply tilting the hands Correct. just a little bit, just, just a little, a little bit. bit. So it made me realize here, your whole body is basically a wing 
and a rudder, right? True. That's what that's what you're doing there, and it was just that the sensation was pretty cool. And that's what <laughs> I learned: that's little movements, because even you know the other guy that was on the console, he, he yes. told me too that you know my my rapid movements. Um, it, it it rocked my body a little bit more, so it took me a little bit while before I got that second flight, as you remember. Yes. Uh, and but it's the small movements that, that's just enough. And so, with calmness, you know, with I think fearlessness mm-hmm. and balance, you get it. Uh, you know, some of our cohorts, in my opinion, what got them was the fear. You yes. know, the inability to breathe. For one, I saw. Yes. And of course, once you lose control, it's like you can't keep the balance if you're not symmetric. I believe fear is still the the issue yes it kicks um, in that kicks in and then once the fear kicks in you can't you get can't, it together <laughs> that's <laughs> right you lose control uh-huh. of what's going around you lose situational awareness Ooh, <laughs> situational awareness you know I'm, I'm reading the scripture job 30 and 22 it says he laughs at fear and is not dismayed and he does not turn back from the sword you know it's hard to laugh at fear because you know, in in the world today when um there's still a lot of uncertainty mm. um you know there's a lot of di- differing opinions Right. Um, about morality, uh, differing opinions when it comes to um, how we view war, uh, how we view disease like the COVID-19 pandemic, that it's still partially there. What, what helped me determine where I focus is I focus on the faith, hope and love. So I focus on not the disagreement, but to seek peace and pursue it and meet every human being where they're at accordingly. Now, the word is the truth. What the word stands for is, of course, the power to reconcile every human in the name of grace, in the name of unconditional love. And when we know that, I believe it brings a father and a son together. It brings a friend to another friend. It it, it reconciles the enemy. I believe that this God who brings the unrighteous and the self-righteous, he's always in the, the mode of reconciliation, redemption, restoration. That that what makes God so lovely. Well, what do you think, dear brother? He is good. All the time. He wants us to experience uh, new things, and I will say this one was for the books. Uh, I really, really enjoyed it. So did I. Yes. And I'm grateful that you were with me, dear partner. Amen. Amen. Here we are. 
saving grace You stepped down and took our place We hear you Revolution Cry Radio on this uh, 50th episode of our show and our last episode for season two. That's right. It uh, ends with a bang. And we just got back from indoor skydiving, uh, which we thought was not as easy as it looks. Definitely. Keeping balance, slight movements make a big difference. Um, you know, for me, it's if, if there's anything that the audience perhaps can, can know, it's like a starfish. You got to spread your, your body out. Right, and then uh, keep your legs straight, and you know keep that hands kind of closer to your face, and not, not not too far. You know, for me, what I love about doing it a second time, right? The first time I did it with my son Edu, and now this time with you, is it's starting to feel more comfortable. There you go. Good. It's remembering the body contour that gets you to fly, <laughs> and once you figure it out. It actually feels pretty good. Oh, yes. Yes. My back's all stretched. <laughs> the banana curve, right? The banana, the banana curve, curve that the instructor mentioned. Yes, uh-huh. that's the shape that you were supposed to keep while doing this. And she taught me how to kind of maneuver left and right. Correct. But for you, was trying more to get you to do the up and down, correct? Correct. Yes. How did that feel? You know, what's funny is like that's like the cross, right? Like up and down, left and right. <laughs> it, it felt good. And so basically moving the arms forward 
mm-hmm. um, pushes you back, and then moving the arms towards you moves you forward. Mm, yes. Um, so that that was that, and again, it was just a slight movement. It does not take much. Yes. To change the trajectory of the human body, it's kind of like turning that light switch on. You know, like when when I'm afraid, I'm really afraid. But then when I turn that light switch on. It's just a flick of a light, like kind of like turning that candle on, and you, and you realize, you know what? God's got you. And when you turn fear into fearlessness, you look at things differently. Very true. Very true. You know, like less losing, more winning. I, I don't know. Like, how, how about you, brother? Like, when you're afraid to do something, like, like remember, um, that first time swimming or the first time riding a roller coaster. What do you think? I think I was caught with another cloth when I was a kid. Uh huh. There were very few things that I was afraid of. If anything, for a little while, we owned a horse. And uh, she knew that I was afraid of her. And that's why when I would ride her, I could not get her to run. Oh. Maybe a little trot, but usually we will just walk. Mm-hmm. I could not get her to do anything else because she knew that I was afraid of her. <laughs> the horse knows. that, And she was a girl, a mare. She knew I did not know how to handle her so she wouldn't uh, obey me but overall i actually learned to dive before i learned to swim really yes my brother had to pull me out of the water every time i will dive <laughs> really cuz i couldn't bring myself out oh, that's interesting it's just and i didn't yeah i was not afraid of drowning cuz i trusted that my brother was going to uh, get me out how old were you when you started diving that was, I mean, this was a small pond and a river near the, the little country house, uh, the, the little town where my, my parents uh, lived. It was probably under 10. Yeah, okay. it was under 10. But it was funny because eventually he got tired of pulling me out. So I had to teach myself how to swim up because he was getting tired of getting me out of there. You know, and I think <laughs> I even mentioned in the show before that you know, I didn't learned to swim until I was around 12. Ah. And I was definitely afraid to go to the deep end. Always just kind of in the lower... Um, oh, in the, in the pool. Yeah, in yes. the shallow end, sorry. Okay. You know what got me to learn was one of my best friends. I still remember Philip Clay, wherever he is, like the fearless Philip Clay. But, but anyway, he just, you know, he just threw me this, uh, the six feet. Wow. And it was like, I was like... <laughs> you know, and, then, uh, and ultimately, you know what? I just kind of calmed down. And what's interesting, it brings back memories. It's those slight movements. Yes. It's not about like, you know, uh, wailing or like, you know, thrashing your body, but then keeping it cool and just slight movements. And, Very true. and it was dog paddling. I remember what helped me to to stay afloat was, was the doggy paddle. Yeah, dog paddling. Yeah, yeah. And it's just I little, think that's the little, first yeah. kind of swimming that I learned as well. Yes. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, I would have to give up on the dives that we did at that little mm-hmm. pond because... Yeah, uh, my brother was tired. He's like, no, now you do it. You get yourself out. And I did. I did. He was patient enough for quite a while. But yeah, he's like, no, I don't want to do it no more. <laughs> you went back to that little, the, the small movements are what makes a lot of change in these situations. Mm-hmm. And yes, I was amazed. And uh, it, it gives you that sense of uh, accomplishment when you notice that tilting your hands just a little bit got you to move one way or the other while you were doing the the, the, the skydiving, the indoor skydiving. And it was pretty, pretty, pretty cool. And I know I mentioned before, right, that I have done the actual skydiving. Mm-hmm. 
And I will say these two are similar, but in this case here indoors, you're not strapped to a professional. Here, you're the one who needs to get the handle of how you're gonna position yourself to stay afloat, so to, so to speak. I feel like that's a good way to get an idea for anyone that wants to do skydiving. Maybe this is a good, very good step to get an idea of what to expect when you do the actual skydiving. For sure. And what I love about it is it teaches you and you get better. And I think once we actually do the real thing, I mean, for me, it'd be my first time, um, <laughs> I'll have a better idea of maneuverability of my body, even though someone will be with me. Yes. Uh, it helps to know that how I shape my body will determine the way I go down, <laughs> so to speak. Yeah, very, very, very true. And up until now, I honestly didn't realize for that skydiver that is strapped to you when you do the actual skydiving, how much work they're doing because Correct. they're not only controlling their body, they got to keep yours also, Correct. right? Uh, uh, aligned with you in order to fall properly and not lose control of uh, where you're trying to oh, yeah. trying to go. And yes. grateful to our teacher, Sarah, because like, yes. you know, she carried all of us. Like, I think there was about, what, seven of us, seven or eight? Yeah. I can't remember now, but, you know, like, there was one that was, you know, quite heavy, a person that was quite heavy, but she handled her very well. And I felt secure the whole time. And I know on, on the our last flight, I think she let us go for a few seconds. Yes, that was did. really good. It, yes. it, it felt good kind of just flying on your own. And um, grateful for this experience. Definitely. Some people are looking at everything but what the truth ought to be. Father, hear us. Your children thirst for more of you. To give life and truth. Father, reach us. Make us more in all of you. To bring a light that shines in the darkness.
we are back with Revolution Cry Radio, talking about the experience at iFly Orlando indoor skydiving, and it was lots of fun. Yeah. How, it, how do you think I look, bro? Like, did I look pretty good? I haven't seen the video yet. And I don't think any of us is going to look good on that <laughs> video. That wind blowing, it's really strong. You had a nice smile, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was having fun. I saw you through that window. Like, you, like, you were smiling straight <laughs> at me, man. Like, hey, baby. <laughs> what up, brother? <laughs> yes, but I know Jesus. that your face... <laughs> Your face changes a lot because of that, you yeah. know, the, the the muscles are all being blown left and right, up and down, every everywhere. It was lots of fun. I wanted to comment also on how loud it was there, mm. of course, because of that fan blowing. And that we needed to learn a few hand uh, gestures, right, to follow the instructions of our instructor. Pardon, they're the same word twice uh, but yes we needed to know a few hand signals so we could follow her instructions because you were not going to be able to hear her because it was so so loud and at the same time there was another person controlling right the yeah. the, the, the the fan blowing right and they they were also very helpful when uh, for some of us that couldn't follow the the instructor uh, gestures, he will put those signs right on that screen so you will know what to do. And I'm glad you mentioned him because I almost forgot about him. He helped a lot yes. because when I face him, he would, um, you know, make gestures with his hand to curve my legs a certain way or mm-hmm. move my hand a certain way. Of course, using those hand gestures. Now, you know, you know what's funny? I forgot what the hand gestures meant. Like so, <laughs> so the whole time I was like confused. Like I should have known those hand gestures and what they meant. <laughs> However. It was enough of a help that, you know, him, basically the third person, because it was me, Sarah, and then that unnamed guy. So mm-hmm. like that cord of three, so to speak. And I think with the three of us together, I was able to fly, you know, reach the ceiling, so to speak. And um, with the help of each other, it clarifies the goal, yes. the end game, so to speak. And I was a lot less afraid. Very true. You mentioned it right there, that they were extremely helpful and patient and that they were the ones that made it possible for mm-hmm. us to to fly and it was a very very cool experience and we had a quite a few other people right right with that group and i find it interesting that there was almost any type of uh, attitude towards the experience right from the very fearful to the very relaxed i don't know if you noticed i felt like that the younger ones in the group, the the the, the boys, the, the the kids, yes, were the ones like more uh, comfortable. You're with right, it, right. The two little kids, they did awesome. They were like so at ease uh-huh. in following instructions. I think a lot better than any of yeah, us. Yeah, a lot better than even us. <laughs> and it was impressive because I'm like, oh, they look like they were natural. Particularly one of the boys, right? Correct. He looked like he was so natural at it that he could keep on doing this and get really sure. really really good and that impressed me that i think sometimes a child probably they were more trusting of the instructor and that's why they got the hang of it uh, better children are fearless you know yes. I, I see that in my kids it's a quality that i like with all three of my kids is they're willing to try anything mm. and that is something as an adult, I think over time, sometimes we become more afraid and mm. fearful. We, we, we don't try things as much. Yes. I, I'm learning to try more. You know, me, me doing the skydiving, uh, this was something I probably would have never tried before, you know, let alone for someone that, you know, learned swimming uh, when I was 12. <laughs> <laughs> you know? 
But yes, very true. I, I guess uh, as adults, maybe we're afraid to lose more. Is that what it is, maybe? That, that's why we don't want to try new things or we're more nervous when we try new things because we're afraid that we're going to lose more than a, than a child, perhaps. As a kid, maybe. you don't have that much. I mean, you're going to... You want to experience things, right? Sure. So there, I guess there's a lot less things to be concerned or afraid about of, of losing. Sure. And that's why they, they just... Go for it. Well, maybe I just uh, I weigh a lot more now. <laughs> Harder to keep my balance with all that extra chub chub. <laughs> no, it's it's fun and it's it's great learning from the kids. And and you know what? Even those that kind of faltered a little bit, they were able to get it done. Yes. So so in other words, you, you, there was a girl that she she gave away perhaps her last flight to uh, one of her friends. But even in her second flight, you know, she came back. So, she tried you know, again. She, she faltered. She 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 quit like after 20 seconds, but then she came back and did a, did a few more seconds. I love that about her. And I, I love the fact that she um kept going. She was trying to face her fears and yes, I was impressed by that. Yeah, love love perseveres. That's true. And the patience of the instructors also was again uh, very inspiring. Because they coach her, even you know, even if it meant putting a pause for the entire team, it was necessary to give a teaching moment. Yes, I admire that. Me too, and it shows the heart of the people working there. Amen. <laughs> Heat, spice, flavor—nothing better to enhance your dishes than Larue's awesome sauces. Check us out on Instagram, Facebook, and LaRue'sAwesomeSauces.com. Next, we have a super devotion by professional writer Kristen Yarbrough. Let's take a listen. Hi, everyone. It's Kristen. I have to hand it to Brother Ish. His adventure today was really creative. I'll be interested to see him follow through next fall when the weather's more cooperative and do a real honest-to-goodness jump. I mean, I'm sure that he intends to, but I have some experience in this area. See, my husband said he wanted to go skydiving a few years ago to mark his 40th birthday, and he asked me if I wanted to go. I said, no thanks. So we started asking around, and he couldn't find anyone who wanted to go. Not his best friend, not his cousin, no co-workers, no one. So we ended up scheduling a zip lining tour for the two of us instead. Then, the week before his birthday... A friend of mine's husband heard about his original plan and said, hey, I'd like to go. And wouldn't you know it, my husband said, oh, that's okay. I made other plans and I'm going to spend the day with my wife. And surprisingly, the topic has never come up again. Very interesting. But I can't really talk. I mean, the only way I'm jumping out of an airplane is if someone pushes me. Why? Well, I'm afraid of heights. I like roller coasters because I'm strapped into something that's very clearly touching the ground. But I don't even like those drop towers that hurdle you towards the ground facing it, which are also touching the ground. Is there really a difference between the two? Not really, but it feels different to me. More frightening, more dangerous, and that scares me. You know, I get the sense that many of us feel the same way about the world right now. A sense that something is different, dangerous, and even ominous. And I think many of us, on some level, are scared. And it's not like we don't have some good reasons to be nervous. Russia invaded Ukraine this year, provoking the first real war in Europe we've seen in a generation. The conflict shows no signs of waning and has affected both fuel and food prices. And the threat of nuclear escalation isn't off the table. As I mentioned, the instability in Europe has led to concerns about the global food chain, especially when it comes to wheat. 
While many in the United States try to limit their bread consumption, it's a staple in many other parts of the world. And even Americans who are in the gluten-free camp have noticed supply chain disruptions in things like chicken, baby formula, peanut butter, and more. Most of us started knowing, noticing empty shelves from time to time in 2020, and since then, it's become somewhat of a regular occurrence. And the groceries that are in stock are costing us more, as well as the drive to get to the store. Experts predict that inflation rates will hit 7% by the end of June, and for some items, it's obvious the price has risen even higher than that. While these concerns are tugging at our purse strings, our heartstrings are being yanked even harder. Mass shootings in Buffalo and Texas have left us wondering whether it's safe to go to the grocery store or even to school. So all in all, I'd say it's not unreasonable to be a bit scared of what's going on around us in the world right now. And yet, the Bible repeatedly reminds believers not to be afraid. Now, before you think I'm getting judgy, let me make this clear. I'm not being critical. The world's making me nervous too right now. I believe that the Bible repeats this warning so frequently because fear is very common to humans, not because it's a shocking response. When Jesus and the early church leaders told their followers not to be afraid, it was because they were discussing situations where fear was a normal reaction. But they encouraged the listeners not to wallow in their fear, but to rise above it through faith. Jesus explicitly told his followers not to worry about their physical needs in the Sermon on the Mount. God clothes the lilies of the field and fiends insignificant sparrows, he reminded us. He's not going to forget about his children. Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, What will we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? Jesus said in Matthew 6, For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. So rather than worry, what should we do? Well, Jesus told us that too. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, Jesus instructed us, and all these things will be added to you. Now that doesn't mean we'll always be fed and clothed up to our Western standards. As many as of us are learning now, we don't need Starbucks every morning. We don't need to have six different kinds of cheese in our fridge. We don't need to eat out every weekend, and we don't need a new iPhone every year. It does mean that God sees us, though, and will take care of our basic needs. Later in the book of Matthew, Jesus tells his followers not to be alarmed by warring nations or when they hear news of war breaking out. These things are inevitable for our carnal race and must take place before his return. Threats have been laid on the table by many countries during the recent violence in Ukraine. And that's all in addition to the actual war. China's gotten more aggressive with its rhetoric, and some of our U.S. leaders have as well. And every time the Western leaders discuss increasing support to Ukraine, they're threatened with nuclear retaliation. It makes you all feel helpless. But God promises that these wars, while they're terrible, will not mean the end of the human race. Unfortunately, things do continue to devolve for Christians and the rest of the world as the end of the age approaches, according to the Bible. But even then, Jesus reminds us that the good guys... The ones who persevere will be victorious with him in the end. So even though negative things may happen, they're within God's plan, and he has a way to make them right in this life or in the next. Probably the most commonly cited verse discussing fear is 2 Timothy 1 verse 7, in which Paul tells Timothy, For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. In this passage, the elder apostle is urging the younger pastor to be confident yet gracious as he shares the gospel. Our culture feels increasingly hostile towards the gospel and even toward God himself. Sometimes it feels wiser just to keep our mouth shut. But here's the thing. Yes, our culture is more diverse than ever. But this isn't the first time the church has existed in an unfriendly environment or even the most hostile climate the church has faced. For starters, Jesus was literally crucified, at least politically, for his opposition to the Pharisees. His apostles were beaten for publicly professing their belief 
Stephen was stoned. Now that's persecution. The Romans eventually kicked all the Jews out of Jerusalem because of all the conflict between the Jews and the new Christians and the chaos it caused. But this just forced believers to take the gospel to new cities and populations. Cities we know from the Bible like Corinth were known for their rampant sexual immorality. And yet churches were planted there and thrived. Cities like Ephesus had temples to the false gods of the Greek pantheon. And yet Paul preached and made converts there. In fact, we can learn a lot from Paul's approach in Ephesus. Rather than taking an adversarial approach with his audience, he used cultural traditions and even their own superstitious beliefs to graciously introduce them to the real God. Like Paul and other early Christians, we may face criticism for our faith or for sharing it with others, and we can take that as a badge of honor. But let's make sure we're really being attacked for what we believe rather than the harsh way that we share it, or for opinions that we share that have nothing to do with the gospel. It can be easy to confuse the two, but they're very different. So sure, we face increasing opposition in our society, but it's nothing that Christians haven't faced before. Clearly, Jesus correctly predicted that the gates of hell wouldn't defeat his church, because here we are today. And we'll be here in some form or another until he returns. So now, as we're wrapping up the season and signing off for what looks like a summer of uncertainties, I know there are many reasons to be nervous about what the coming months may bring. But we can either keep our focus on the waves or on the one who walks on top of them. He'll never leave us and never forsake us no matter what. He's seen the end of the book. He's already there. And he wins, which means we win. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you for your word. We're so thankful that it gives us a record of your faithfulness to your people. And it helps us to trust that you'll come through for us, too. Thank you for your promises to take care of us, your children. Give us the faith to rely on those promises and the grace of your forgiveness when we fall short. Please ease the suffering in the world that we're seeing in accordance with your will. But help us to remember that you told us darkness would come. None of it's out of your control but all of it will accomplish your good word in the end. As we face uncertainty, help us to face it as an adventure rather than adversity. Give us the faith to rely on you. It's in the name of your son, Jesus, that we pray. Amen. Wow. Thank you, Kristen. I think that's a very timely message, a great reminder not to be afraid and to hold on, rely on God. He's taking care of everything. Yeah, life is an adventure. Nothing to fear when God is near. And what I love about these times, it teaches us courage. And it teaches us the importance of lessons learned in times of uncertainty and adversity. But it also encourages us, it pushes us to help others in need. Because let's face it, here in this country, we worry about gas prices. We have brothers and sisters in Ukraine who've lost homes. We have different degrees of pain and suffering. And I hope that our pain and suffering, no matter how big or small, we use it to help neighbor. We use it to love neighbor as self. I actually love what I'm seeing. I see more and more people rising to help one another. Do you see that, bro? I think that is a constant improvement overall. As humans, I think many of us are slowly but surely realizing that when we work together, things get better. Oh, amen. Yeah. You know, I was reading an article not too long ago how the world is actually getting better. There's less crime. uh, There's less poverty. There's better education. I I know we, we, we question sometimes the education, but knowledge grows exponentially, dear brother. 
and the things even that my kids are learning, there's so much that has changed. You know, now these days we're learning about the metaverse. We're, we're learning about, um, you know, different forms of technology that accelerates our ability to gain knowledge. And it keeps growing. And with knowledge, I believe there's confidence in a universe. There's confidence in a God who is on top of everything. You know, what's funny is even, even scientists are realizing the law and order of so many things, whether it's the universe or the human body, it brings more and more people of science towards God. That indeed the universe is made possible by design, intelligent design. I love that. Impressive uh, way, and uh, it shows the how creative God is that as you learn more about his creation, you can come closer to him. And when you know there's someone watching over us, a good father, there's definitely less fear. When God is near, there's nothing to fear. Amen. Well, I think we're nearing the end of the last episode from uh, season two. I would say it's been a fun ride, huh? It's been incredible. It's been uh, adventurous. It's been exciting. We did quite a few new things, didn't we? You know what? I love this season. You pushed me to new heights. I did a lot of things that perhaps I don't normally do. Biking, running, shooting machine guns. <laughs> that was fun, yes. Yeah. And we're still going to do that skydiving. We'll have to save it for season three. I'll say, yeah, the weather did not want to cooperate, uh -huh. so that yeah, was we quite... almost had a hurricane, I thought, <laughs> this past weekend. Yes. The tropical the, storm. The it, tropical it storm, yes, yes. So that stopped uh, the the skydiving, but you know, the reservation is still there. Okay. I, I'm not I'm not losing that money for the reservation, so we of are course, doing it. We are doing it. <laughs> and I'm excited. You know, season three, we do have some plans, and I think um, we're discussing perhaps a couple changes. That's right. We'll see how it works. But I love how our team continues to grow. I love our focus on sharing God's love to a world that needs to hear it. And I, I certainly love what we bring together. Because even in our views, which, you know, I think you bring me down to earth. And I, I kind of think on like, uh, you know, like heavenly things. But together, it brings us to the reality of a God of love, a God of grace, and a God of freedom. And I believe that God meets us where we're at. And this God, who's a good father, reminds us that we as his children are highly beloved, protected, provided for. And I can't wait for what lies ahead. You're my brother, man. Amen. Yes. You know, I want to thank you for all the things that you've done, the episodes in season one and two. And you've done so much and you, you spend so much time, hours editing. And so I appreciate you. And I think for season three, we're, we're going to kind of grow a little bit. I mean, expand our wings. I think the team will still be here intact, but just slightly different, right? We're going to be trying different formats, I guess. You're probably going to hear a little less of me. We'll try to help uh, any way possible, uh, time permitting, uh -huh. and looking forward to what God has uh, planned for us. And you mentioned something there that I think... I hope the audience takes to consideration. Um, I think sometimes we forget that we can learn many things from other people that have different views. Preach, brother. If you think of it as a stew, the more ingredients, the more the variety, 
I think the more flavor that pot is going to have and that if we're going to have just one ingredient in a bowl of soup, it's not going to be that that good, right? So welcome. Right. Welcome input from others and try to learn and see things from others' perspectives. And you yourself and the other person probably going to grow more from it. Amen, brother. And, you know, I think it's traveling, too. I think when people travel, see different countries and uh, perhaps have friends of different perspectives. Yes. At the end of the day, it brings us to love. Love unites. Every human craves love. And within us is the ability to give and receive love. And when we know a good father who seeks to unite his children, I believe that a time is coming when there will be greater unity in this world. And we live in a world where peace and harmony, where innovation is welcome. And I look forward to that world when we figure out that, look, when we seek peace and pursue it, all things are possible. Amen to that. So thank you to all the audience for listening. Look forward to what's coming in the future. I don't think we have a schedule or timeline yet, but it's coming. So thank you again. God bless you. And hasta luego. See you in the promised land. Flying my way back home again Longing to see the winds change Drifting back to the shore Trying, I'm trying to dream in the darkness Closing my eyes just to reach you Silent again so it seems And when in the night of my And then as the calm of a thousand tears You heal in the pouring rain And I will not die And I cannot falter With the courage of a king Carrying my heart And I shall not walk Morning and spring, and when.